You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Friday, December 15th. The 49ers are heading out to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals for week 15 with a chance to clinch the NFC West. Joining me to talk about this matchup, as we always do on a Friday, is Lori Fitzpatrick. How are you doing today, Lori? Oh, I'm doing so good. I'm doing so good. A lot better than last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, g- glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Um, and yeah, I, I know your Jags are, are doing pretty well still. So, uh, glad to hear yeah. good. But all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least, uh, hey, there was a bit of a scare losing, there though, with uh, so. <laughs> uh, there was a bit of a scare there with uh, uh, oh my Trevor god, what's his name with yeah with Lawrence. So I'm I'm glad he's okay at least. Um, and they're still yeah. very much in the race. I mean, you know, like Trevor said last, like he he said this week, like if they were in the same situation last year, then you know, as they were last year, they would be blessed. Last year they were, you know, they they weren't in a good place and they had to kind of go on a run at the end of the season. So they kind of have to do the same thing. They're like actually in a good spot, even though they've, you know, had a, a couple losses in the last few weeks. So, you know, it's just uh, about thinking positive. That's that's all you got to do at this point. Exactly. Sometimes you just got to speak into existence. So um, I know for the 49ers, uh, we're, we're kind of hoping that, you know, this week goes well for them. Uh Let's look at the weather really quick because this this game is going to be played in Arizona. As of right now, there's like about 60 plus percent 49er fans uh, projected to be in the building for that game. So they're going to be able to to enjoy that nice Arizona weather, 75 degrees. So not going to be a factor in this game. Now, what could be a factor in this game, however, are all of the injuries for the 49ers. And you can see. You can see here on the left the amount of injuries uh, and the players who are going to be out, tight end Ross Dwelly, Eric Armstead missing another week, and this time Javon Hargrave, their other starting defensive tackle, also going to be out. He's tending to a hamstring injury as well as backup running back Elijah Mitchell dealing with a knee injury and backup linebacker Oren Burks. Now on the questionable side, they have Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks. Both of those guys seem to be on the good side of questionable. And earlier in the week, Steve Wilkes did say that, you know, Dre Greenlaw was going to play for this game. He's questionable, but pretty sure he's going to be, um, he's going to be available for this one. And Trivarius Ward, he's also questionable with the groin injury. Remember he missed most of last week's game with that. Uh, but he's he's been practicing, at least working on the side, and he looks to be moving well. So I think he's going to give it a go. John Lynch kind of uh, sounded optimistic talking about Trivarius Ward earlier today on KMBR. So I would imagine Ward would be out there. That's a good boost for the defense. Um, and on, on the Cardinals side, there really aren't much notable ones. I mean, I would expect both of their wide receivers, Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson, to be available um, and, and from there, like they seem pretty healthy. They're coming off a bye week. So, you know, I'd expect, yeah, they, they are going to be healthy in this game. The injuries for the 49ers, though, could, you know, play an impact on their defense. I think that we're just going to learn a lot about this team, about the 49ers defense in particular, um, this game. 
because you know this is you know i don't want to have to say it, but it's kind of a trap game right you know yeah. the, what 49ers have what five wins against some of the some of the best teams in the nfl and now they're going up against um you know a a uh, what was it like a three win team um and you know they they beat them last time was a 35-16 and yeah it was against Josh Dobbs but you know now you're going um against Kyler and and you know you don't have your two starting inside tackles um and now you know um Burks is out but you know who I'm really excited to see D Winters now really? he was a part of he was a part of one of the best defenses at TCU you remember like they somehow got he's into he's like nice. Yeah, like, you know, that was, you know, TCU had one of the best defenses. And D. Winters, man, he he had a couple sacks. Like, he had forced fumbles. He had interceptions. He had passed his defense. Like, this guy can do everything. So, I'm really excited to see, um, you know, what he's able to do um, this week. So, I'm going to be watching out for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I do expect Greenlaw to play, but if there's any moment where, you know, him or Fred, you know, God forbid, miss any snaps, you're going to have to go in there. Uh, no, you know, Burks. Because Burks, Burks is out. Burks is out, yeah. Uh, so he he could get some extra snaps in this yeah. one. Steve yeah. Wilkes, you know, does have a lot of confidence in D. Winters, as he expressed earlier this week. Um, and he has some confidence in the backup defensive tackles as well. Um, he said, quote, I'm very confident in their performance and how they're going to play. But across the board, we've all got to step up. And, and that's for sure true because it's not just on the defensive line that they're going to be dealing with injuries. Of course, that's where I think that's where we're what we're most worried about the defensive line injuries, but you know, there yeah. there's other guys who, who are going to need to step up as well for the 49ers. And we'll talk more about that in a bit here, but you mentioned it, uh, Lori, like it, looking at both of these teams, like they couldn't be more like polar opposites of each other. You look at the records, 49ers, 10, three Cardinals, three, 10, you look at what we're looking at here on the screen is like their EPA uh, and you look, there's a bunch of green for the 49ers and there's a bunch of red and orange for the Cardinals. Uh, they're not as great as far as the EPA goes. Um, and so what I do want to make sure that we acknowledge though, is the fact that this is a pretty different team than the one the 49ers played back in week four. Uh, and the 49ers is, as you also mentioned, won that game 35 to 16, Brock Purdy was 20 of 21, only one incompletion, 283 passing yards, two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. Um, and Christian McCaffrey had four total touchdowns, 177 yards from scrimmage. Brandon Ayuk had 148 yards receiving. So, man, like it was kind of an explosion of offense for the 49ers, and I would kind of expect – a, a similar thing in this game, but at the same time, a lot of has changed for, for both of these teams. If you look at the Cardinals, especially like on, on defense, they were without back in week four, they were without their safety, Buda Baker, their defensive lineman, Jonathan Ledbetter and uh, their linebacker, Josh Woods, all three of those guys going to be playing this time around. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely a different team is even on the, the offensive side of the ball too. Um, you know, like I said, Kyler Murray, 
So, you know, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. But I'm not, I'm not really worried about that Cardinals defense because, boy, are they bad. <laughs> they're, they're horrible. And they, it's just – they're just tanking. You know, they get rid of Isaiah Simmons. Like, they just they're, – they're just – they're ready to lose. So, But this is the games you got to worry about, you know, teams that are just ready to kind of give up and, and fall on their back. So, Yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan mentioned how, like, this team kind of reminds him of – uh, you know, his first year 49ers team and, you know, they, they won some games late in, in the season. They had a terrible, you know, year, but th- things were starting to come together at, at the end there. And so I kind of feel like the Cardinals experiencing some of that, of course, with Kyler Murray coming back in the mix these last few weeks, that has kind of given them a boost. So instead of Joshua Dobbs, which the 49ers faced back in week four, they got Kyler Murray, Murray and um, he'll be starting for Arizona. Trey McBride, their rookie tight end, has since week four taken on an expanded role, which at least partially contributed to Zach Ertz asking for his release. Um, and so McBride's been a huge part of their offense these last few weeks. Cardinals are two and two since yeah. Murray has returned as a starter with their yeah, two that's what wins I was gonna coming. Say. Exactly. And their two wins are against the Steelers and Falcons. You know, it, you know, mm. it's, it counts for something. Teams. And, no. But you know, <laughs> we're just talking like they're garbage teams too. And like we were saying, like this could be a trap game for the 49ers. They're coming off. The Cardinals are coming off their bye week. They're probably feeling a lot fresher than the 49ers do right now because the 49ers dealing with a lot of injuries, right? Yeah. That's why I think this is a game by heart. This is a, this is going to tell a lot tell us a lot about, you know, the depth of the 49ers defense. I mean, the the one thing though that I'm not really worried about is the you know the, the defense tackles. Okay. Yeah, they're out. But I think Kyler Murray is like like I think he's like 15th in in this is quarterbacks rushing up the middle. Like he does not like to go up the middle. So just as long as you know your 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 defensive ends stay home and they try not to crash in too much, um, and they kind of keep that wide base. I don't really think he's going to be running too much up the middle. But you know, I say that and watch it happen. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that does, I guess, like help me feel a little bit better. I, and so, like, I do want to take this moment to segue into my first cautious matchup of the day, right? Because it is Kyler Murray going up against this 49ers depleted defensive line in four games since he's been back. He's thrown for 864 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And among 42 qualifying quarterbacks, he ranks 29th in yards per attempt uh, and 32nd in highly accurate throw rate. Um, but he's also run for 106 yards and he's averaging 26 and a half rushing yards per game. And he has three rushing touchdowns in four games. So obviously for me, the bigger concern is containing Kyler Murray, the runner, which is, uh, you know, definitely easier said than done, especially with the injuries that the 49ers are dealing with right now. So that's kind of my concern uh, with Kyler. I mean, Obviously, like the defensive line has a big involvement in stopping any team's run game. Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave have been a huge part of that, like when they've been in there. Um, And so the 49ers are going to need big games from Javon Kinlaw. And Kinlaw has been great like these last two weeks. He's going to he's probably going to have to play some more snaps. So hopefully he could hold up for the whole game. Kevin Givens and. 
who, you know, he, he's had some extra snaps these last two weeks too. Uh, and they're probably also going to bring in some guys, uh, right, rotational guys, rookie Kalia Davis. They'll call up T.Y. McGill from the practice squad. I think they're going to need all hands on deck for this one. And I do feel good that Drake Greenlaw is going to be available for this game. Him and, you know, Fred Warner, of course. Jair Brown could have a huge role in stopping anything that maybe gets past the defensive line. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. For some reason, like, the Cardinals, they have, like, a kind of like a sneaky good offense. You know, you know they have Rondell Moore. They have Marquise Brown, yeah. Trey McBride. Um, but the number one guy that we want to worry about is James Conner. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, step over, you know, your toes. I don't know where you're going next. But James Conner is definitely a guy to worry about. Um, you know, when you look at average yards per attempt, I think he's at 4.7, and I think the 49ers give up something similar. Um, their APA, just like Rohan uh, in the chat, he brought up the Niners EPA rush allowed and Cardinals EPA rush. Um, that's a that's – a, I don't know the numbers, but like I said, I'm pretty sure 4.7 is what Connor rushes, and I think the Niners allow something very similar. So that's definitely going to be the most worrisome matchup for sure, without a doubt. So, Yeah, it's it, – when – when you talk about the Cardinals run game, it, it isn't just Kyler, of course, like it. Yeah. James Connors mixed in with that as well. And, uh, he's averaging, I think, I think I saw it on PFF 4.9 yards per carry just, yeah. uh, week 15 against the Steelers before their bye week. He had 105 yards rushing week four against the 49ers. He had 11 carries for 52 yards. So it wasn't so much for like lack of efficiency that day. It was more so like, they just stopped trying to run the ball after a certain point. But like I said, with the 49ers defensive line dealing with the key injuries, he's a cautious matchup for me this week as well. And the one good thing I will say that you don't have to worry about Connor is like, he's not really involved in the passing game at all. So it's not like he's like that dual threat kind of guy. Um, and actually since week 10, the 49ers have the fourth lowest missed tackles per attempt, uh, like per rushing attempts and the second highest stuff rate and have given up the second fewest rushing yards per game. So we'll see how that holds up this week against Connor and, you know, talking about some of the injuries that they have, if they'll still be able to, um, you know, stop the opposing uh, offenses run game. Yeah. And, you know, now that I'm looking at, um, at uh, sports info solutions and, the 49ers are giving up 3.9, so it's not close to 4.7. I think I heard that on a podcast that I listened to today, and that's why you don't listen to any other podcasts except this one, because we don't <laughs> give false info. So, just saying. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So. The, yeah, <laughs> no, the, the, 49ers run, uh, the 49ers run defense has, has been solid. Like, yeah, any other game, I would not. I, I really would not worry about it. It's just the fact that they're dealing with the injuries. Like I have to, and last week it was just Eric Armstead and that was something they can handle. Cause it, you know, Javon Kinlaw had a good game. That's just one guy on the defensive line. Javon, um, Javon Hargrave also being out like, Oh, okay. Like things are start, starting to pile up a little bit. And so now I'm a little more concerned for sure. As I think, you know, a lot of people are too, as they're commenting here in the live chat. So yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about it. The one plus is that the Cardinals run blocking uh, composite rating ranks 29th in the league. 
I will say though, their their offensive lineman or their best offensive lineman is probably Will Hernandez. Um, I think he's their right guard. He has a ninety four percent pass block win rate that ranks seventeenth among interior mm-hmm. linemen, and he's also second among interior linemen in run block win rate, which I thought was interesting. And so that's got to keep an eye on uh, for that Cardinals offensive line. If they start like moving the ball and, and moving the uh, 49ers defensive line, it might be because Will Hernandez is having a good game. Yeah, definitely watch out for him. But I don't know. I think they'll be all right. But that is probably the only thing that I am, I don't want to say even worried about, but that's uh, that's that's the one clash in if yeah. we're looking at the teams, you know. For sure. I think for me too, like this is really the only thing. And and Steve Wilkes was asked about, you know, stopping Kyler Murray and, and what it takes. And, uh, you know, he said, quote, number one, we've got to be sound in our defensive responsibilities as far as the zone read, not allowing him to be able to get outside the pocket because he's definitely going to pull it. And then also his ability to be able to scramble and go make a big play. I think it's a little different than Jalen Hurd's but it's still the same premise that we've got to make sure that we contain him. I'm glad he mentioned that it is different than Jalen Hurts, even though these are two quarterbacks who are known for like escaping the pocket for different reasons. They, they do play differently, like stylistically. So yeah, it's a different, but the same, but different. Uh, (laughs) So I'm glad, I'm glad that he mentioned that. Uh, and Oasis Rip says how we handle Kyler will give us an idea how we'll deal with Lamar. I mean, it's, it's not bad practice that the 49ers in these last few weeks have had to deal with Hurts, uh, Murray, and, you know, next week it's going to be Lamar. So this is pretty good practice for them, if anything. So we'll see how that how that goes with Kyler this week and James Conner. I was prepared to downgrade George Kittle as a cautious matchup against the Cardinals, believe it or not. Uh, Because I think in week four, he had just like one catch for like, I think seven yards. Um, And so the reason that I decided not to have him as a uh, cautious matchup though, is because if you look at their linebacker, Josh Woods, he has a 36.1 PFF grade, which, you know, PFF isn't the Bible or anything, but if they grade you that poorly, like you probably are pretty bad. So 36.1 of <laughs> uh, grade and he ranks 80th out of 80 linebackers. So you best believe Kyle Shanahan has Damn. him under a microscope this week and oh, is, is, is dialing up some stuff. Uh, so George Kittle, you know, could have some success here, but I, I honestly think other guys could have even more success than, George Kittle um and that's yeah to me that's the difference in this game for the 49ers their offense I mean yeah Christian McCaffrey let's start with him right like for one like the 49ers run to the left side 60 percent of the time so look out for that in this game as well they have a lot of success with it of course it helps when you have Trent Williams Arizona is 28th in run stop win rate they're 30th on the season in rushing yards allowed per game with 139 yards. Their last three games alone, they've averaged um, 156 yards allowed on the ground. So all that to say, they might have a hard time stopping one of the best in the league 
in Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, and he went off um, in that first game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He had yeah. four total touchdowns in that game. That's insane. <laughs> that is, is absolutely insane. So, like, okay, four touchdowns and, you know, 100 and something yards from scrimmage. Even if the the Cardinals, like, say, and I'm sure they will, they probably, like, watch back that film preparing for this week, and they're like, we have to stop McCaffrey. Like, we have to do a better job of stopping McCaffrey. Even if they sell out to stop Christian McCaffrey. Okay, fine. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. someone else is just going to have a good game. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, so- you're just leaving the, the rest of the D. Like, you're going to bring up six guys to stop him, and that leaves one-on-ones. So, do it. You know? do it because that's one of the best matchups honestly is Purdy versus this uh this Cardinals uh pass defense yeah for sure and I I love Brock Purdy in this game uh the Cardinals are 25th in pass rush win rate so maybe he'll have a little more time uh this week to operate in the pocket uh the Arizona secondary since week nine has allowed the 10th most uh 10th highest yards per attempt, the fifth most passing touchdowns, and the sixth highest passer rating. Uh, And Purdy was nearly perfect the last time these two teams played. He only had the one incompletion, right? That has been a theme for the Cardinals this year. They're allowing the highest completion percentage to opposing quarterbacks uh, of any team this season, nearly 70% completion percentage um, in their coverage. So, uh, I'm thinking Brock Purdy is is going to have a good game. This is also a homecoming game for him. Uh, so I'm sure he'll have uh, a lot of family in the crowd, a lot of friends. And he's he's starting to catch wind of this whole like game manager discussion. Like he's starting to get asked about it. And he seems like visibly agitated by the questions and just by, I guess, the discussion yeah. at all. He, he decided to not comment on it. Uh, so maybe his comment, like, will be on the field with his play. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, I don't know, it's getting kind of ridiculous at this point because any quarterback who is number one in the league in, you know, completion percentage of 20-yard uh, passes or more um, shouldn't really be considered as that game manager because the game manager is more of those those short, high-percentage passes um, that kind of open up between the zones of the defense. But if you're able to sit back in the pocket, you're able to move around and madu- maneuver um, and kind of wait for those holes to open deep, um, then that's not really a game manager. And when you look at the Arizona defense and fifth, allowing um, on 15-plus air yard plays, they have the, they give up the eighth most yards. They're se- they have the second-worst EPA. It's a plus 66. I didn't even think that was possible. A plus 66, which is ridiculous. And they give up the most um, yards per attempt on 15-yard plays or more. So they give up 17 yards um, for every single time you attempt a 15-yard play or more. That's, you know, that's a lot. So, I don't know, those those two stats kind of clash in terms of Purdy doing well and this Cardinals defense, pass defense, um, going defending deep is not looking good for them. Yeah, and and I I guess that takes me to the 49ers wide receivers, right? Because 
I think they're going to have a big game uh, based on everything you said and, and some of the things I saw too. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what to think of Debo in this game, uh, although uh, PFF certainly likes the matchup for both him and Brandon Ayuk this week. They say the 49ers have the highest matchup advantage of any receiver this week against the Cardinals defenders. Um, this tool is used for like fantasy football purposes. So I don't really know yeah. how they like calculate these numbers or anything. Like they don't show us that, but it's probably a good sign. And that probably has a lot to do with, uh, what is that? Keetrell Clark, the rookie and, uh, their other corner Wilson, who they both have struggled this season. And, and I do remember Ayuk cooking Clark, um, a time or two in that week four game. Debo had a quiet game against the Cardinals in week four, no targets, just three rushing attempts for six yards. But over the last two weeks, as we know, Debo has been on a tear, 288 yards from scrimmage, five touchdowns. And since week nine, Arizona has allowed the second most receiving yards per game to perimeter wide receivers. So there is reason to feel like, this time, I think things will be different for Debo, um, and I, I expect Ayuk to have another big game. Yeah, I mean, and if we want to see, you know, what the real, like, advantage matchup is, let's look up Ronnie Bell, because he's probably high up there, too, because everybody's supposed to do well against this team. So, um, you know, if, if if there is one guy we want to look up, I you know, I think we should see more Ronnie Bell. If there's going to be more of a depth game anyway, in terms of the roster depth, then why not just throw him out there? You know, give him some more reps. Um, you know, especially if the score gets out of hand, just just throw him in there. So, why not? I I love I love that idea. I think a lot of us have kind of been pushing for Ronnie Bell to get more opportunities. He's he's gotten the opportunities as like. Uh, you know, on special teams and in the return game. But, I mean, he's been nice when he's been out there. So I don't know if there's just some, like, trust thing with Kyle Shanahan or what. But, yes, if the score gets out of hand, I would love to see him out there. And, I mean, Ray Ray McLeod's been hurt. So when you need a third receiver, I know Jawan Jennings has been there. He's been third in Jawan. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't mind mixing in some Ronnie Bell, too, and, and just seeing – uh, how he's improved as the season has progressed. Um, as far as the Cardinals' defense, they run a lot of too high, right? They they do a lot of zone and too high. And the 49ers receivers here, this is another reason I think uh, that Ayuk and Debo have a pretty big game. It's crazy because against too high, Debo has a 30.5% target share. So he he's, gets targeted a ton. Uh, compared to Ayuk, 20.7%. But Ayuk gets the chunk plays. Uh, Ayuk has a 38.7% air yard share against too high. And if you look at the first read share, part of the reason that Debo gets so many targets is because 37.3% of the time, he's the first read. I don't know how they calculate that. Like, how do they know, like, who's the first read in every play? But I don't know. Um, again, yeah, where, fantasy. Per, wherever Purdy looks. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. So they gotta they gotta like look where his head goes. Um, yeah, another that's like one hell of a like if yeah if that's your job to look which direction every single drop back. Oh my god, kill yourself. That's why I'm like I'm like that. 
I wonder how like uh, accurate that is. But anyway, like yes, yeah. Debo. Some, it seems some, like fourteen-year-old like, kid getting paid eight dollars an hour to watch which, hey, which way Purdy's head turns. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, all these like fantasy football tools do come in handy uh, when it <laughs> when it comes to looking at like little things like this, uh, or just like the way. Yeah, that's that ridiculous. Where do you even get this from? Like I said, um, this, I'm always surprised where you where you find these crazy stats. Dude, I scavenge the internet for for all these like stats and stuff. This one, I I have so many different like sources where I get all this stuff. Uh, I think this one was from I saved it because I was like, this stuff is good. Um, I, don't know, I thought I did, maybe I didn't. I think it was like one of the fantasy football like sites. Um. Because this yeah. stuff is great. A lot of that stuff is behind a paywall. Like you gotta, you gotta pay to get like the real, um, detailed analytics. But you know, this stuff comes in handy. So if I can find it and get my hands on it, it's coming to you guys in these preview episodes. So yeah, all that to say, like I, I think these receivers are gonna have a, a really big day against this <laughs> Cardinal defense, and so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the equalizer in this game. That's where the 49ers are going to be able to um, pull away, and it's not even going to matter that they're missing guys on the defensive line. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Keith's sneaky sneaky links, Keith. Sneaky links, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I yeah, it it takes a lot of time to prepare these shows, but hey, giving you guys some some good content. Technic Sheik says, "What if Purdy is looking off a of safety or something? Do they count that as a first read?" <laughs> hey, I mean uh, that's Purdy, a good question. Why are we doing that? Are we doing? Yeah, that? I mean, I think it also it depends on how often he's uh, he's looking um, looking off uh, defenders. You know, how often is he doing that and getting rid of the ball? Um, but generally. Um, you know, is he's still going to look in that direction. Um, and he could look there uh, pre-snap, too. And then if they're, like, running a slant, then he moves on to the next guy. And usually where his feet are can be the first read as well, not just his head. Um, because where you're pointing your toes is where you're going to throw the ball. So you could kind of look that way, but your feet are facing the other way. Then you're throwing that way. Mm-hmm. So unless you're like Patty Mahomes, which, you know, he's hard to kind of... Yeah, I I gotta imagine there's some plays where it's kind of like subjective or it looks kind of yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah that's why sure. the 14 year old getting paid eight dollars an hour is you know not the best uh, guy to take stats for all the time maybe that's why <laughs> you know. yeah so take it with a uh, with a grain, grain of salt, salt if yeah. if you will um, okay I have one more favorable matchup for the 49ers and you guys like aren't gonna believe you're gonna be like Steph like. Why would you say that? Um, I actually <laughs> think Trey McBride is a good, a favorable matchup for the 49ers and, and the 49ers linebackers in this game. Look, I, I am aware, like, Trey McBride has been awesome. He's, like I said at the top of the show, he's been a huge part of the Cardinals' offense. Um, he's already tied the Arizona uh, Arizona's franchise record for catches by a tight by a tight end in a season with 56 he has 440 receiving yards two touchdowns over the past six games and 49ers though are one of if not the best team in the league in defending tight ends so that's where my yeah. faithful um 
you know, designation for this one goes. I mean, they're just allowing an average of four and a half catches, 37 receiving yards a game to tight ends. And they've also just allowed two touchdowns to tight ends this season in week one against the Steelers and just last week uh, against the Seahawks. And the Seahawks literally had to rip a page from the 49ers playbook to get that touchdown uh, (laughs) against them in week 14. So, I mean, call me crazy. I I think the 49ers could limit McBride's impact. I'm not saying they're going to shut him down. I'm just saying I think they're going to be able to limit him enough that it it might make things more difficult for Kyler Murray and and them. What do you think? Well, yeah, but that's 100% why James Conner has to be like a factor. They have to use him because, yeah, like you said, the 49ers are like – second or third best against tight ends they have they allow like a 75 passer rating which is like ridiculously low like because tight ends are usually like the quarterback's right hand man and not getting the ball a ton so when they do get it they're catching like two out of three passes six out of seven because they're usually quick you know so only allowing 75 um you know it's i don't know that's why james connor is gonna be he's gonna be that guy this game and um, obviously, if the 49ers can stop him, um, then, you know, it might get out of hand early. Yeah, and and that's what I think uh, will happen. Like, just enough. Just enough that the Cardinals will have a hard time and, and Kyler will have a hard time if he's not available because I think that's one of his outlets. I didn't even talk about the 49ers corners. I think they can handle these um, – these Arizona uh, receivers, I know in week four, like, you know, they had some good plays. Michael Wilson, I think, had a touchdown, right? Uh, but they've improved a lot since week four, the 49ers secondary has. And if, especially if Mooney Ward plays, you know, I feel good about them handling the Cardinals receivers. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, like we said, the only cautious matchup of the game is the Cardinals run game, right? And they got to be able to stop that because if they can't stop that, they're, that's going to be a domino effect of other things that could go wrong for the, and unravel for the 49ers defense. So that, as it always is, should be their main focus. Easier said than done. Uh, you're going to need big games, like I said, from, from Kinlaw, from Givens, uh, T.Y. McGill. You know, those guys are going to need to D. Winters, baby. D. Winters, Jair Brown. I mean, you know, Greenlaw, Fred, like all those guys are gonna, gonna have like, to uh, be on it. Tighten him up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna get. I don't think D. Winters is gonna get a lot of snaps. But you know, if he does, he's he's got to step up, right? So if he does, think of me. That's all. Task, you know, I will. I'll be like, I'm. I'm a tweet. I'm uh, at you on on Twitter and be like, hey. You were right about Dee Winters. <laughs> Watch him do something, man. Watch him do something. You never no, know. No, but I, I, I think it's interesting how, like, the, the tackles are out. And I just looked up um, the, the direction that the Cardinals run the most. And they're actually 31st in the NFL when running up the middle. They only have 313 yards up the middle. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel like these stats, are, like, going against each other are just too good right now. Like, this is, like, it's kind of <laughs> scary to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah so i mean that bodes well for the 49ers that even if they're dealing with injuries like the cardinals don't really run up the middle uh so that would definitely help them in, in this game 
Uh, so we'll see. Do you have any uh, score prediction for this one? Um. Well, man, they've been they've been scoring a lot. Um. You know, the 49ers have been dropping, you know, 30 points like every freaking game. It's crazy. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with another another 30. I'm gonna say like 38 to to 18. You seventeen. Oh, 17, 18 is too weird. Dude, that's so that is so close to mine. You said thirty-eight seventeen. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. Chris says thirty-seven seventeen. So we're all kind of on the same wavelength here. I'm saying thirty-eight nineteen. Uh because like I again, like I think we're all kind of on the same page. Like I think the Cardinals they're desperate, you know. I think with the injuries that the 49ers have on defense, they'll they'll get a score too, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, the 49ers are gonna be able to score so Oasis. many more points. It's not gonna it's not gonna matter. Um 38 you know, to 35 yeah. in a shootout. That's oh, crazy. Against the Cardinals. Against the Cardinals, I would insane. like I would Murray comes back. There. This is the game where he watches film for the first time in two years. <laughs> right. Watch just, it. Just this game. <laughs> Yeah, Just 40 17, 40 to 17. I, yeah, I think we're kind of like, oh, 71 man, to Keith, you crazy. Keith says 71 11. You crazy. Um, Bro Montana says 31 20. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're kind of, we're, we're thinking that the, Cardinals might be able to get some points, but the 49ers will just have so many more. So, yeah, and the Cardinals are averaging 18 points per game in their last three games, as with Kyler at quarterback. So, you know, I think 17, 18, 19, like that's that's a reasonable prediction, I think, for the Cardinals. And 38, of course, I think is reasonable for the 49ers offense against that Cardinals defense. Um. I'm going to say that the 49ers get like five sacks this game because James just wow. brought up a really good point. Murray has a 33% passer rating when he's under pressure. That's crazy. And even though the D tackles are out, you still have Chase Young and Nick Bosa. Like, come on. So, I mean, yeah, Hargrave on Armsetter obviously bullies up the middle. Um but I, this is this is all if you know Kinlaw and Gibbons can can you know I, I'm not, I'm not saying they're not gonna like it, it's not gonna be a difference but I think if they want to prove themselves like I said this is a game of heart this week they really gotta show them they really gotta push through and I think if they can kind of make it so you know they don't skip a beat then I think Nick is gonna go off because Murray's not gonna be able to run the ball up the middle. Okay, he he's not going to be able to go that far. So I think it's going to be a ton of sacks. If, if if they get one or two, then they're going to really pile them on. So I think that would be awesome. I I mean I like that. I I do like that. I was actually surprised how many sacks they were able to get against Jalen Hurts. Again, Kyler's a little different because he's so quick. He's so freaking fast. Yeah, his um, change of direction is a lot different uh, than Jalen uh, Hurts. Yeah, so I think it, it will be tougher, but like you said, like I could see it snowballing uh, a little bit if they can stop, you know, Connor, if they can stop McBride. Crazier things have happened. So let, let's see if we see it in this game. Uh, but guys, like this was a fun show. Thank you so much for joining me on a Friday. Uh, just got to say, I'm starting to feel a little under the weather. Like, I don't know if you've got me like coughing over here. My throat's hella dry. Um, so. 
I want to do a live post game after the game on Sunday, but all depends how I'm feeling. So just uh, I'll let you guys know it, how I feel. But you'll know if I, if I don't have one scheduled, it's because I'm not feeling great. So I'm going to go and eat some dinner. Enjoy the rest of my Friday. You guys do the same. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. But for now, have a good rest of your Friday, folks. Peace.